Welcome back to the Coach's Corner. I'm Peter Sachuk, your host and UHY's Career Development and Training Manager. As we start to return to normalcy, we must recognize that part of this new normal is remote or hybrid work. The pandemic taught us many things, one of them being that we can be just as productive working at home as we can in a physical office space. We've also grown accustomed to it, so forcing everyone to work in the office every weekday is no longer a feasible option. This is where we must embrace a remote work environment. This could involve working full-time from home or elsewhere, or a hybrid of home and the office. Today's episode focuses on the concept of remote work, including the current trends and myths of remote work, along with the benefits, challenges, and strategies for employees and managers. Let's dive in. Let's begin our discussion by addressing some of the most common myths of remote work. The first being that remote workers are lazy and barely do any work. This myth is false because remote workers work longer hours than office workers because they don't have any hard stops, such as a commute or appointment. Remote workers can simply log on to their computer in the morning and begin their day. Another myth of remote work is that remote workers are lonely. This myth is partially true because, yes, it can be somewhat lonely to work by yourself in your home office or remote location. However, thanks to technology like Microsoft Teams, Zoom, and countless others, it's easier than ever to stay connected to your coworkers. Thanks to the pandemic, we've become comfortable with video coffee chats, happy hours, and lunches, something we should continue in our new normal. Critics of remote work may also believe the myth that managers cannot be as effective in a remote environment. This myth may persist because some managers still subscribe to the management by walking around theory. This myth may exist because some managers still subscribe to the management by walking around theory, which is where they can walk around and check in on random employees for status updates. When they can't perform this physical, spontaneous check, they may feel that employees are just not being as productive. However, this myth is also false because research has proven that managers are just as able to lead a virtual team as an in-person one, again, thanks to technology. With less distractions and more focus on scheduling check-ins, managers can spend less time walking around and more time on the business. Now that we've addressed some of the common myths around remote work, let's talk about the trends. In a recent Upwork survey, 25% of Americans are expected to be working full-time remote, which is up from 7% in 2018. While full-time remote may not be feasible for everyone, this study highlights how both employees and organizations recognize that certain jobs can be done remotely. Another interesting trend around remote work is the transformation of the workspace from primarily full of cubicles to more collaboration spaces and conference rooms. With more employees working full-time remote and or split-time remote or the hybrid approach, the office has become a space to bring people together to collaborate. To do so, offices are starting to create more collaboration areas for employees that come to the offices, along with more conference rooms where cubicles used to be. A recent study further disproves the myth that remote workers are less productive than their office counterparts. A Stanford study shows that remote workers are in fact, 13% more productive. Why might this be? Well, some possible reasons are that remote workers tend to work longer hours, avoid commute times, 
and are more able to limit distractions from their fellow colleagues. Finally, employees who are working from home due to the pandemic or otherwise want those arrangements to continue. Microsoft conducted its 2021 Work Trend Index of over 30,000 employees in 30 countries. Among other trends highlighting that remote or hybrid work is here to stay, the results showed that 73% of workers wanted flexible work options to continue and that 46% of workers are planning to move now that they can work remote. Now, remote work is not without its challenges, something we all should be mindful of as we work back to normalcy. A 2020 OWL Labs State of Remote Work survey highlighted the three biggest challenges of remote work. Children at home at 28%, more meetings than usual at 26%, and not having worked remotely before at 26%. While many of us are now comfortable working remotely, we may never be able to escape more meetings because so many meetings were once ad hoc conversations. Since we can't replicate those in the virtual world, our calendars often become jam-packed with 15 or 30-minute meetings to catch up. For working parents, this was incredibly challenging during the pandemic, and it may still continue depending on your location. When kids were not allowed in school, you had to step in and get them set up on their computer and ensure they were paying attention to their lessons. As a side effect, you may have found your internet to be slower than usual thanks to all of your children's connected devices. While the majority of schools are returning to in-person learning, this could change should viruses like COVID-19 re-emerge. Another challenge of remote work is that remote workers may be less likely to be promoted because they don't get the proper face time. Also known as proximity to power, remote workers cannot be recognized by senior leaders in the office for the work they do spontaneously. When senior leaders sit down to interact with remote workers, they may forget to recognize them because they cannot physically see them. Remote workers may also experience longer wait times to repair their technology. In most offices, IT teams are on-site and can repair issues fast. In remote settings, employees may need to describe their challenges over the phone or Microsoft Teams, increasing the time to fix the issue or determine the cause. Lastly, remote workers' communication especially over email and instant message, can be misconstrued. As we know, 93% of communication rests with our body language and tone versus the 7% that rests with the words we use. It is difficult for remote workers to communicate body language and tone strictly through email and instant message. It's difficult for remote workers to communicate body language and tone strictly through email and instant message. So it's important to leverage tools like Microsoft Teams and GoToMeeting whenever possible with remote workers to get the full message. So far, we've talked about the myths, trends, and challenges of remote work, but not specifically the benefits of it for both employees and managers. The first benefit for employees and managers is that remote work allows for flexible schedules. In a buffer state of remote work survey, 32% of respondents felt that a flexible schedule was the biggest benefit to remote or hybrid work. The flexibility to work from anywhere at any time allows specific audiences, like working parents, to take care of familial commitments and then log back on to complete their work. Another benefit of remote working is that it can alleviate stress. In a FlexJobs.com 2019 survey, 86% of respondents felt that remote work alleviates the various stresses of working in an office. For example, 
Say you work in the office and your partner works at home, and you are expecting a contractor to come to the house to estimate the cost to repair your roof. While you may hold the answers to the questions they're going to ask, it's your partner that has to relay that information to the contractor in your absence. Allowing remote work, combined with a flexible schedule, ensures you can be there to answer the contractor's questions and not stress over missing the appointment. Employees who work remotely or in a hybrid environment can also benefit from saving some money. Surveys show that employees who work from home full or part-time can save $7,000 per year in expenses, such as childcare, food, clothing, and transportation. During the pandemic, many of us were not using our vehicles or public transportation, saving gas and repair jobs, and cab or bus or subway fare. You might also save some money by learning how to cook healthy meals versus eating out with your coworkers frequently. Finally, and probably the most important benefit of allowing for remote or hybrid work is the decreased likelihood of catching an infectious disease or illness. At the time of this recording, COVID infection and death rates are dropping in the United States and the majority of the world. But that's not to say that it couldn't pick back up at some point in the future. Also, as the weather starts to cool in the fall and winter, the common cold and influenza starts to peak. Keeping less people in the office at one time, combined with an understanding that if you feel sick, you should stay home, can help ensure we do not catch COVID or another infectious disease. So, what can we all do to ensure our new normal, one that consists of office work and remote work, is successful? To start, since remote or hybrid work relies heavily on asynchronous communication, managers should establish guidelines. Managers should have answers to many of the common questions, such as, when should I use email? When should I use Teams? What is a reasonable expected resolution time to an email or instant message that requires a response? Having the answers to these questions will help everyone on the team understand A, what is expected of them as a remote worker, and B, what office workers should expect from their remote colleagues. Second, managers and employees should create breaks from excessive meetings. As we've learned, virtual meetings have become more prevalent with remote or hybrid work, so to alleviate the stress of Zoom fatigue, managers and employees should decide on a day where no meetings should be held. For example, many companies have enacted Focus Friday programs where no meetings are scheduled and employees are allowed to focus on their tasks, projects, etc. without disruption. If you can't do a full day, propose a half day at least once a week to give everyone a break from virtual meetings. Third, managers and employees should establish clear goals and expectations with each other. For managers, you should establish weekly check-ins and a cadence for communicating status on your employees' projects. For employees, you should communicate with your manager when and where you plan to work, what you will do if something unexpected happens in your day, and your milestones for any projects on which you're currently working. Finally, managers and employees should work to maintain the personal connection an office environment creates. In the office, we all have an opportunity to show a little bit of ourselves through ad hoc conversations, group lunches, happy hours, etc. When we're remote, we lose a lot of those interactions, so be as transparent as you're comfortable with and share as much of your personality as you want. For example, you could create a sub-channel in Microsoft Teams that is not work-related, but fun stuff for the rest of your group to contribute to. It could be dog photos, which are my favorite, child accomplishments, or personal milestones. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of The Coach's Corner. If you'd like to learn more about remote work, be sure to check out the resources section in this episode's description if you're listening on a mobile device or the Coach's Corner folder of the National Drive if you're listening on your computer. On our next episode, we're doing our first ever mailbag around remote work. Simply email me any question you have about remote work after listening to this episode and I'll either answer from my own experience or provide some recommended strategies. All questions will be kept confidential. See you next time.